I'm Brandon Zerby, and welcome to the My Health Sciences Weekly Podcast, where I bring you topics each week in fitness, nutrition, sleep, cognition, finance, and minimalism to help you become healthier and happier. This week, I'm covering the optimal daily meal plan. Let's get into it. I went from eating the standard American diet to the optimal daily meal plan. It's taken me a decade to get here. It wasn't easy. But today, I'll tell you exactly how I structure my meals for optimal nutrient intake so you don't waste a decade trying. What's the optimal breakfast? How do I plan lunches for nutrient density? And what does a full day of eating look like? At 9am, I break my overnight fast. As I've discussed previously, the optimal eating window appears to be less than 14 hours and shifted earlier in the day. My 9am start meets this criterion. Breakfast is not a meal I skip. On average, breakfast skippers consume less calories in a day than breakfast eaters. Despite their caloric deficit, they tend to be more overweight and at risk for chronic disease. Breakfast is king and I love it. I've made the same blueberry oatmeal for years now. Steel cut oats, flaxseed, walnuts, blueberries, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So good. I'm convinced oatmeal should be a staple at everyone's breakfast. Steel cut oats are the least processed with a glycemic index of 48 much lower than instant oats at 76, or cereals like cornflakes, which can hit 105. This keeps me fuller for longer, but for good measure, I also down my smoothie for nutritional excellence. This smoothie includes my only supplement of the day, vitamin B12, D3, and EPA slash DHA. Breakfast is the best. Around noon, I have my second meal of the day, salad, soup, and side of fruit. It's a routine I've picked up from Dr. Furman's practice, and it's stuck. This lunch structure reinforces consumption of raw and cooked plants. The salad is meant to be huge, piles of dark leafy greens, onions, veggies, and a nut-based dressing, a cooked bean or mushroom soup to go along with it, and a side of whatever fruit you fancy. I'll make the same salad and soup for a few months before switching it up. Lately, I've been prepping a kale salad with Dijon pumpkin seed dressing. My soup for today is a three-bean chili, and blackberries around the menu. Because my daily energy expenditure is high, I've been making a side of mixed nuts too, half almonds and half cashews, plus one Brazil nut for its robust selenium concentration. By dinner time, I've already consumed 2,000 calories and met all my micronutrient goals. It's a good feeling. Usually I'll try a couple new recipes a week from one of my two cookbooks, the 30-Day Alzheimer's Solution or the How Not to Diet Cookbook. They're the healthiest cookbooks I've found, but today I'm making my favorite collard greens and tofu dish. It's amazing. I've put the quinoa on the side and swapped in kale today, plus a crispy apple. Sometimes I'll have some half-frozen fruit as a dessert, equally good, and I'll try to finish this by 7 p.m. and start my 14-hour overnight fast. This is my optimal daily meal plan. I consistently follow this Monday through Friday, but sometimes veer off for lunch or dinner on the weekends. A strict but flexible approach. I also avoid snacking when possible. If my meals are planned correctly, I shouldn't need the extra calories, and I don't like breaking my intra-meal fasts. It's 3,000 calories a day. It's a lot, but my energy expenditure is high. I'll typically average 25,000 steps a day with an hour-long run and lifting session. I've actually lost weight eating. I've actually lost weight eating like this. 3,000 calories per day with weight loss. It's gotten me to the optimal BMI. When eating this way, I rarely worry about tracking my food intake, the meal structure, 
and whole foods diversity are robust in nutrients, no deficiencies. But I'll use Chronometer as a food diary for posts like this just to confirm it. Occasionally, I'll use Dr. Greger's Daily Dozen app too. It's a quick way to gauge daily food diversity. The USDA's MyPlate provides meal structure guidelines too. Harvard's Healthy Eating Plate is better. It specifies whole grains and healthy proteins while not recommending dairy. Although, I'd swap the oils for healthier nuts and seeds. So, here are my final thoughts. Eating healthy is difficult. Fast food, packaged food, and processed food are too convenient and addicting. After a decade of battling this, I've settled into a healthy meal structure to avoid this. Steel-cut oatmeal for breakfast. Salad soup and cider fruit for lunch. And a cooked dinner with a fruit-based dessert the most nutrient-dense way to eat, the healthiest diet that I've found, the optimal daily meal plan. These are my latest habits for health excellence. And just, and for those curious, and for those curious, and for those curious, the recipes for each one of these meals is linked in the blog post on my website. Also, in, and for those interested, all the recipes, and for those interested, all the recipes mentioned, and for those, and for those interested, all the recipes mentioned are linked on my blog post, which is in the showcase notes. So if you're interested in checking those out. And for those interested, and for those interested, all the recipes are linked on the blog post on my website. There's a link down in the podcast notes if you're interested in checking those out. Thanks for joining me on the My Health Sciences Weekly Podcast, where I detail my habits for health excellence. If you'd like to receive weekly updates on the three most important things I've read, watched, and listened to within the past week, sign up for the My Health Sciences Weekly Newsletter. Those on this list will never miss any of the latest and most important information I share about habits for health excellence. Thanks again, and I look forward to talking with you again next week.